Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director of Career Services. And today we have with us the Director of the Nursing Program here at Northwest, newly minted PhD uh, in education with a specialization in nursing education, Dr. Brooke McAtee. Welcome. Welcome Welcome. to the podcast. I I don't know that I'll ever get tired of hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, I will at one point. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, kudos to you uh, for finishing up your PhD in the middle of a pandemic. How was that? Talk to us about how that went. Yeah, actually, I mean, the journey to a PhD is not one that um, you can say is stress-free. So obviously, as you embark on that journey, you think, oh, this is, you know, going to be stressful. But adding on the pandemic in that, especially as I was kind of finalizing my dissertation and that exit phase of the PhD is so vital. It caused obviously some undue stress, but honestly, it helps. I think it helped continue that process, the grit and determination that really was needed to finish it out. It was so important at that point. So um, I'm glad it's done. But again, I have missed it, to be honest. And that's (laughs) crazy to say. Most, I would have never said that months ago, but I'm actually missing that phase of it. Just go for another one. Yeah, right. What was the title of your dissertation? Preferred Teaching Methods of Millennial Nursing Students. It it was a qualitative study. And so it was actually looking at, you know, preferred teaching strategies of the millennial nursing student in associate degree nursing programs and seeing how if millennials enjoyed um, the same strategies that what we would say is a common strategy. So Obviously, many people refer to lecture as a common teaching strategy, but with the millennials, a lot of people thought we would go more technology-based. And so I did some interviews to see if that actually upheld or if they kind of tended to like more of the lecture processes. And actually, they enjoy lecture. (laughs) So whether it's um, recorded, now they do like to have access to lecture at variety of times, which is the great advantage of having technology. You are able to go back and listen to that. But for the most part, they love to still be able to have that interaction with the instructor through lecture. Interesting and a little counterintuitive maybe, right? Sometimes the old ways are best. They are. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, let's go way back, Uh, back to baby Brooke. Uh, (laughs) Brooke, what was your first ever job? Your parents did not, it wasn't your parents giving you work and you were actually paid for it. Uh, My first ever job that I probably got paid for was babysitting. Obviously, many probably grew up doing that along the way. However, my first formal job, I would say, you know, answering to an actual boss and being responsible for time was at Sonic Drive-In. And you were a car hop? I was a car hop. And at that time, you could do the skates, but it was only certain, you know, certain times of the year that you would be allowed to do that. So I did skate a couple times, but it was a challenge sometimes just taking it out on the tray without the skates. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was it was a great, actually a great job. And I learned a lot about you know, dealing with the public and having communication and being able to count back change, which is a 
huge thing that maybe not a lot of people understand, but it definitely prepared me for that for sure. I worked at the McDonald's in Walmart back in the day. We had a thing where if your drawer was off by a certain amount, you were no longer allowed to be the person who did the thing. And because I was the only one who could count back change, therefore I never got to do anything except be the McDonald's checker because I hated that. I wanted to flip burgers so bad. I had this... (laughs) I wanted to be a burger flipper. You were too good at oh, that job. It was you awful. Too good. <laughs> anyway, yes, I get it. Accounting back change is a big deal. It is a huge um, deal. <laughs> and Sonic's one of those really good high school part-time jobs. I had a, a female friend in high school that worked at Sonic as a car hop, and she bought a car with cash from her tips. I mean, she yes. made Yes, and most people don't money. realize that, that you get the tips. Sonic is a great uh, corporation that allows you to keep that and actually utilize those tips, which a lot of people may not know. We don't give them necessarily to that. It's all yours. So that's why it pays to be kind to your customers. That's (laughs) right. Great lesson. (laughs) Also, if you can roller skate and also deliver food and you put, I don't care what job you're getting. If you put that on your resume, if I am hiring, I will probably (laughs) select you for my candidate pool because that is a skill. That is the ultimate task of multitasking. I mean, if you can skate and hold on to a tray at the same time, you, you should get kudo points for that, for sure. That is impressive. I can look at a picture of a pair of roller skates and fall over. So. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Same, same, Travis. I'm right there with you. So talk to me about college. Did you always know that you wanted to go into nursing? Yes. So fairly early on, I actually wanted to go into medical school. My my initial thing was I'm going to be a physician. And so I started that fairly early. So middle school age, I definitely wanted to, I knew I wanted to go into the medical field. I was thinking more physician route. I did a program called Primo and it's now uh, ran by AHEC. So it's the Area Health Education Consortium. And it was actually held where high school students would go to college campuses and be able to kind of learn a little bit about the medical field before they went to college. So I learned a lot through that process, just kind of figuring out there's a lot more than just the physician route. Um, I learned about the nursing route and the physical therapy route at that point. So I was very interested still in medicine. So when I decided to go to college, I applied. I had my mindset on Mizzou out of the gate. I was just one of those I grew up in a rural community and wanted to hightail it. And so I applied only there. And so luckily they accepted me, probably because of the sonic multitasking. I'm definitely. (laughs) And actually went in as a pre med. One of the requirements for pre med um, at that time was that you basically did a job shadow before you started some of those courses. And in the job shadow is when I found that those physicians weren't spending a lot of time with the patients. And what I really enjoyed was being able to build a rapport with that patient, learn more about them and their family and really start to kind of dive into how I could help them. And so very quickly, I learned this is not the route I want to go. I want to go more towards the nursing route. So that's how I actually ended up being and accomplishing and being a nurse. That's interesting because I would never, uh, you know, not having taken that career route, I would never have thought about that maybe subtlety 
Yeah. In, in, in defining my career goals, yeah. you know? Yeah. It was definitely an eye opener for me because I wasn't really thinking, obviously, again, as a teenager, um, you look at jobs, you know, I always tell students when they're thinking about a job, go and job shadow, do an internship, something to get that value and be able to see the value of that in your circumstances. So I actually talked to them a lot about that. And so that's what I learned through it is it wasn't what I thought I wanted to do through that. So it was very, very eye-opening for me. So I was reading (laughs) on your bio page (laughs) um, that you discovered uh, nurse education in 2005. So you graduated. So then did you become a nurse? How did you discover that? Yes. Okay. So 2002, I actually graduated from the University of Missouri and I actually got hired on in labor and delivery right out of school at the university hospital there in Columbia, which was pretty exceptional at that point because most of the nursing students didn't get accepted for one straight into university hospital and for two in a specialty area. So I went into that really excited and thought that that was the end all be all. That's really was my ultimate goal. That's all I really ever wanted to do. So a few years into that, my husband's family kind of had some transitions. And so we moved back to our hometown of Trenton. And so at that point, I had taken on like a nurse manager role. Um, My husband has a, a job that requires him to be gone a lot of weekends and evenings. And so we were having children at the time and I needed more of a structure um, than the 12 hour night shifts and weekends and holidays that the nurse was bringing in. So I transitioned to more management at that point over a clinic, did that. And through that, I actually started teaching childbirth class at the clinic. And one of the people that had talked to me uh, actually had an opening at NCMC, North Central Missouri College in Trenton, and said, you know, have you ever thought about teaching? You're really good at it. And I was like, I have no, I have zero desire to teach people like nurses. I could never do that. And I just thought, well, I'm going to take an opportunity and see how it, I mean, if they think I'm okay, great. Maybe it'll set up for future, right? Is what I was thinking. I ended up getting that position. And then uh, within a month of starting that position, I knew that this is it. And this is, I mean, I fell immediately in love with my profession immediately. And it's one of those things that I tell nursing students all the time. It's almost like you'll know it. You'll know it. As soon as it hits, you know that that's where you need to be and and what your goals are. So yeah, it was a great, great adventure for sure. Okay. So you were then working at Trenton. What was the role there? So like job title. Yeah. So I was just brought in as a instructor teaching in the classroom, um, learning kind of the tricks of the trade of education. Because so you were doing nursing instruction kind of like at that college level. Then I was and like had been a nurse for three years at this point. So I was still naive and new to educate or to nursing. So I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not qualified enough to do this. Um, but really it's all about you know, collaboration with each other and trying to learn and you're learning right along with them. A lot of times, even now, I still learn (laughs) along with my bachelor students. It is a constant process of, you know, a lot of evidence-based practice and research and what am I going to be able to provide you that makes you a better nurse? And so I really go back to when people say, oh, I'm too, I'm not, 
um, experienced enough. It's not, it truly is not about that. You can gain a lot of things just on the job um, experience. And if you're willing, if you're willing and able to do the work, you can get there. So yeah, I started out in 2005, just teaching in the classroom and enjoyed that a lot. Um, I actually started two days before a semester started. So I was thrown into education, as I might say. And so a lot of long hours. Um, I think that's something that's a misconception of education in general is that we come to work for the couple hours that we teach and then we go home and (laughs) put our feet up. But that is definitely not the case. As a matter of fact, I think I work almost more than I did when I did a 12 hour shift some days. Um, So it is something that, you know, as I, as it progressed, I just learned through the process. I quickly went to like a program uh, director status in about, um, I was probably in that position about three years in and then continued that status at an LPN level. So I taught the licensed practical nurse students and then moved to the registered nursing students um, later on and then progressed up the ladder basically at North Central. So with nursing, that's, you know, that's one of those programs. I was a recruiter before I did this and everybody wants to be a nurse, you know, RN programs have waiting lists and things like that. So what do you think the draw is to nursing? Is it just to help people or what, you know, you mentioned, you know, for you, you wanted to be a doctor first and then discovered the nursing, but there's a whole lot of folks that they, the nurse is what they want to do. What do you think that draw is to do that? It really is a couple different factors. I, a lot of people think of um, job security, Obviously, with job security, with nursing, it's always going to be there. I mean, we are constantly in a recession and need for more and more nurses because especially right now with our baby boomer population, I mean, they luckily, they are growing older. They're advancing in age more than any other generation before them, which is a great advantage. But unfortunately, we need more and more nurses to care for them because there's more and more of them. So that's something I think a lot of perspective students are looking for is job security. Am I going to have a job when I get out? And that's something that nursing definitely provides. It is a good uh, income for a lot of students who are looking at, you know, what's my average salary? And, you know, again, job security along with the salary is available. A lot of times they're looking at those three 12-hour shifts and that's, you know, nice that you can work those three 12s. Um, I will say a lot of times you need those other four days <laughs> to recruit sometimes from the three days. And ultimately, I will say you cannot go into nursing unless you are a caring individual because no matter how much job security, how much money it is, if you don't care for those clients you're not going to enjoy what you're doing and they're not going to get what they need out of it either. So I will say ultimately that has to be the biggest factor. All of us who work in career services did not go to career services. So, you know, you, you kind of find your passion sometimes through the things that you, you don't realize that you, you need or that you don't take advantage of. You kind of come, you kind of back into it, I guess, in a way, 100%. you know, sort of yes. like the teaching thing, right? Yes. I can never yes. do that, but then here you are. I like to say, you know, take the opportunities. As we all know, those doors open. And so don't be afraid to think I'm not qualified enough or I'm not experienced enough or I'm I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, I can't do that. That's not out of my wheelhouse. Just take the opportunity because sometimes those opportunities land the job of your dreams. And so that's that's the exciting part of it. Caring for people is kind of the foundation of nursing right? What types of qualities make for a good educator? If I'm a student or a person who doesn't know that maybe I might be a good teacher, like 
what kinds of qualities or, or personality quirks or whatever kind of make you a good teacher or, or draw you to that? Honestly, I think it's very, it's very equal to what you go into as nursing. You have to care about your students. And so again, that's something that drew me to education, but also, you know, again, moving up that level, especially now at Northwest. I mean, I think the collection of, I want my students to succeed. And so you have to care about them so much sometimes that you engage more of yourself than sometimes, um, you know, as an educator, you're just constantly trying to make them accomplish their goals and see how great they are. Because sometimes I think as students, they feel like they aren't going to be able to meet that benchmark or that um, set standard. And truly, it is all about sometimes the teacher's willingness to say you are good enough and you can make it and just care about them and be that motivator that they all need. Honestly, I think ultimately it's caring, being a motivation to them over time because we all have those days that we want to kind of throw in the towel and say, you know, it's just not working and be that person that comes in behind and says, you know, that cheerleader that can say, keep doing it, keep going, you have it and you can keep doing it. That's, those are probably two of the things that I tell my students. And the third is just being <laughs> determination and grit um, are my, always my key factors. If you have it, you can do it. So that holds same with an educator. There are going to be those days. And so just continuing to do what you love and continuing to strive to do better every day is huge. I would think another skill from nursing that translates to teaching is collaboration. You know, when I was, when I was a student, I thought, well, the the professor knows all the answers. They're just someone who has the knowledge. Now that I work in a college and work with professors, it's not that they know the answer. It's they can help you find the answer and to ask the right questions is really the biggest part more than anything. So I would think as an educator, especially with college students and, you know, folks are going into a profession like nursing, it's guiding them to ask the right questions is probably just as important as the information you can just give them. Yeah. It's all about, I mean, I think at this, at the nursing level already too is critical thinking, right? So when you're faced with a problem, you're, you may not know exactly how to approach that problem immediately, but you, you have the critical thinking skills to be able to determine what the next step should be. So I think that's also, and as an educator, you have to try and build that in that, like keep thinking, keep thinking. So now what's the next step or So yeah, as a professor, you don't always have every single answer. And truly, it's not necessarily a black and white answer. It sometimes is, especially in nursing, I commonly say it's kind of gray. It depends on what you're dealing with. So what, how is that patient going to react to the thing that you just, the implementation you just did is going to be different than the next patient. So you have to be able to critically think through that process. And same thing holds true with an educator. Not every student is the same. So what I do for one student and what I kind of help coach them along is going to be different maybe than the next student, what that next student needs. Yeah, very insightful. So how did you get to Northwest? What drew you to Northwest? Yeah, so um, I was, I actually moved up as the Dean of Nursing at uh, North Central and loved everything about North Central, loved my my camaraderie there, everything, but I had reached, um, kind of the top there. And so I felt like I, I continued to be challenged, but I wanted to be challenged in different ways. So it was very 
common for me. I, I knew what was going on at the LPN level. I knew what was going on at the RN level. And I just wanted to be challenged even more. And so I always was interested in teaching at a higher level of education. So obviously I started my PhD um, before I even came to Northwest because I was interested in continuing to learn at that higher level, but also getting more information as to making me a better educator so I could move into a bachelor's or master's or even a doctoral um, education. So really at that point, I had decided that I needed to have a change. I had um, gotten an email from Dr. Hoyman um, about the position and saying, you know, is this something that you would be interested in? Our family was home. So Trenton was our home. Um, so that was something that I was like, oh, I don't think, I don't think I'm interested in that. But I kept looking um, into it and really kept analyzing it. It kept being that thing in the back of my mind, like, I, you may need to look in this deeper. And that's that opportunity that I'm talking about. <laughs> um, don't close those doors, really look at them. It's and knocking. It, it's it's knocking. knocking. It keeps knocking and it's knocking harder. And so actually, again, I came over and I put in my application and I thought, well, it, again, whatever will be, will be. And I ended up um, interviewing, getting offered the position. And I have not looked back. I absolutely love what I do. Um, it has been, I love all of my teammates and coworkers. And it's just been an excellent transition for me, again, to be able to teach at that higher level, to be able to direct at the higher level. So it's just offered me a great opportunity that I would not have had at the community college level. But honestly, I wouldn't have gotten here without that. So I am very thankful for the education that I was, that I received from the community college level in order to meet uh, the needed requirements at this level. We did not really have a nursing program. Can you right. talk about that kind of building from the ground up? How, how, yeah. what, how did you experience that? We had, you know, talked about starting an RN to BSN program. That was the focus of what that position would hold. And basically I went to researching. I mean, it was all research built. Um, so I started in March of 2018 and had the program built and um, ready for delivery in August. So it was a lot of work from March. That's really fast. That's, that's, that's really, really fast. fast. <laughs> um, so a curriculum was built and ready for students um, in August. So again, I had an idea, you know, as I was looking into a bachelor's degree and what would make a great bachelor's degree that would fit into not only the program schools, but the university's goals, because that's so important. As an educator, it's not just... I think that's also an important factor is you're not just looking at your course goals, <laughs> which a lot of students think we're just looking right here at this particular course, but it's a lot of, you know, you're looking at how they're going to perform in employment. So a lot of those things that I'm building in the curriculum was focused on how am I going to take these nurses from an associate degree level nurse to a bachelor's prepared nurse and be able to, again, identify the mission of Northwest as student success in, in a fully online program. So it was a lot of factors that went into building that curriculum and being able to say, it, it, you know, it's something that's important. These particular characteristics and qualities of this program are what's important to ensure our students are prepared for that level. So 
It was fast and furious, but honestly, it, again, it gave me that opportunity that I had not had before um, to be able to say, I built that, you know, it's basically my baby, right? <laughs> I built it. And now I look back on it and I'm like, oh, I can, you know, you want to say, okay, well, that revision can be made now because we formed it and now it's time for some change there. So um, we're constantly doing quality improvement measures as in nursing and education in general. You're always looking to improve. And I think that's an important factor to keep the program successful in general. So not being super familiar with nursing terms, can you explain to me the difference between LPN, RN, BSN? Like I know there are different education levels, but can you kind of explain that to me a little bit? A student who is going into a community college setting, they are going to be able to get their licensed practical nurse. Um, So that is usually... 10 to 12 months of training and classwork, and they are able to sit for the NCLEX, which is our licensure exam, at an LPN level. So they're able to get licensed as a practical nurse in the state of Missouri or whatever state they license, and then they're able to care for individuals at that level. Then the next step, if they want to go on to associate degree and gain their associate degree their second year at a community college, that is then where they will complete their associate degree in nursing and be able to set for the NCLEX as an RN, so a registered nurse. Um, And then at that point in the state, in our state particularly, the RNs are their same leveling as far as what they can do with a patient, how they can care for a patient is the same as a bachelor's prepared nurse in our state. The difference between how our state and many healthcare organizations will differentiate between the associate degree and the bachelor's degree, they all have the same RN license. A bachelor's degree is going to focus on leadership and management. So most of our students who are choosing to go back and get their, obtain their bachelor's are because they are wanting some advancement in their career. They're wanting to proceed with other things, or even then our um, profession is actually having some really tight guidelines. They wanted 80% of nurses to be at a bachelor's level or above by the year 2020. We did not make that guideline. So that's something that nurses are continuing to strive because our profession is saying, let's continue to move that ladder up. So we're trying to get them at a kind of a level where you're able to pick and choose kind of and be able to bring people into leadership and management. A lot of times it was the bachelor's um, nurses that were like charge nurses over floors and you were needing them to be that. But at this point, you even need floor nurses who are caring for patients to have that leadership and management skill to be able to take some of those requirements off the charge nurse or um, that working manager. So there's a lot of new, new things that are coming about as far as management that you're needing more at that level. So that's the difference. That's the differentiation between those three particularly. So would you say most of our BSN students then are, are older folk, you know, people who've worked for a little bit and now they're going on instead of folks who are just going straight through start to finish BSN? All of our students at the RN to BSN are transfer students technically. So they have went through the community college setting. Now, granted, they can get in at an LPN level at 18. So some of them are 20 coming to us. You know, they finished their associate degree in May, let's say, and they're wanting to go straight through. They know that's something that they want to do. Um, others have been out for a while, worked at the, you know, worked as a floor nurse and know now I want to go into more of a management and leadership area within my floor. And so I know that I'm going to require that bachelor's. So yeah, most of our students have already had some 
obviously they've had education in nursing. Our curriculum's built on really building them into those managers and leaders that we want to see in nursing at that point. So are most of them working full-time while they're going as well? That's probably a challenge too. Yes. And they are amazing. Uh, All of my students, I will say, baffle me every day because as you know, as you know, working a full-time job and going to school is very difficult. And especially with what we're dealing with right now with the pandemic, um, that introduces a lot of challenges for them just in the healthcare organizations and then still being able to go to go to school and accomplish their goals that way. They are tremendous, tremendous people. So I I give them accolades daily. Most <laughs> like you guys are amazing. Um, but yeah, they do great things. So they keep working. That grit and determination definitely come out. So Brooke, you haven't been a Bearcat for a really long time, but what does it mean to you to be a Bearcat? Being a Bearcat is something I would have never said to people. Like it could get as crazy and as dedicated as this. I always used to think being an alum from Mizzou, I thought, oh yeah, that tiger pride, that's something that you just can't be matched. It just, it's just as what it is until I came to Bearcat country. (laughs) And then I quickly realized there is nothing like the people of Northwest Missouri, whether it be coworkers, whether it be the community, even the students, I mean, are just amazing. We're all out to set the same goal. We all have just, I feel really um, supported by everyone. And it's just a great feeling every day to come into work and think, if I asked, if I had anything that I needed today, I could ask more than a handful of people. And it would probably be done before I could even get it fully like rationalized in my brain what I needed. So that is a fantastic feeling is just really being a Bearcat is feeling supported and feeling part of the community. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So it's time for your open forum. Uh, I've been leaving the end of the interview for my guests our guests, to let you kind of speak your mind or, or um, say, you know, what do you have coming up in your program or, or just basically what is on your mind? Well, one thing that I would just say, especially for our nursing program specifically, is, you know, we continue to drive and have that drive and determination to offer programs that are just very student-centered. And so with that, with our RN to BSN program, we did quickly gain accreditation with that program, which is a huge thing for nursing. Um, Again, thinking about the development of the program, we started in August of 2018 and had it accredited in 2019. So again, that's a huge accolade for our students, our faculty and staff. It's that's a big thing. In that, as we got accredited with that, we actually started to develop master's programs. So those master's programs just started this in August. Yeah, August of 2020. So we have two masters of nursing programs in one a nurse educator and one a nurse executive in leadership or nursing leadership. And so those started in August and we've already started the process of accreditation for that as well. So I feel like, again, take those opportunities. Don't be afraid to take on new challenges. I really think it continues to grow you as a professional, but also personally, it really makes you see, you know, what all you can take on and continuing to strive to do what's best for 
not just you personally, but helping others is what's key to a nurse and especially a nurse educator. So I feel like that's my role is to continue to help others. And by offering those programs, I feel like we continue to offer what's best in our profession. And Brooke is leading the way by getting her PhD. See, I mean, she would not send you to a place that she would not go herself. 100%. I love it. I continue to learn with them, which is a huge thing. Yes. Thank you so much, Brooke. We really appreciated having you you as a guest. Yes, Yes, I enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat. And we'll talk to you next time.